Hello and welcome back to the After Buzz Atlanta panel. This week, Al's sleeping on the couch. Darius is literally putting his foot in his food. There's a legitimate robbery that is maybe the most horrific we've seen all season. And um, we're learning some things about Al. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. We're celebrating Kanye's glorious return to Twitter and, of course, Al's solo journey uh, on what seems to be a very important anniversary for him. As always, I'm joined by Kelly, Stefan, Drew. Uh, our girl Ivana's out this week, but hit her up on the Twitter. Say hey, brighten up her day. Uh, let's just dive right into a quick recap of the episode. Um, from the top, we've got Al sleeping on his couch. We've got his mom running around singing gospel tunes. Uh, Darius trying to cheer him up, making some food. He's not really about that life. We see Sierra again. Was Sierra in here? Episode yeah. four? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, hang on the couch. She's laughing at Ern, making a lot of jokes. Uh, she's back this week. Not his girlfriend. Maybe his girlfriend. We'll talk about it. Um, from there, she takes him to the nail shop. She takes him shopping, and he talks about how he wants to be real in life uh, as opposed to fake Instagram kind of s- just selling himself. Um, he decides to walk home instead of taking a ride from her. Then he gets robbed by some fans, which is pretty awful. And then he has a whole journey through the woods and ends up at a gas station. Guys, give me some thoughts on this top episode, specifically as it pertains to Al's solo adventure. Because we never had a solo episode with Al before. Yeah. Um, I I love episodes like this where it gives a character dimension. And I feel like Al is kind of like this grumpy, like whatever type of dude. And I like that we kind of got hints of maybe why he is the way he is. Totally. So I was down for it. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it really developed his character. And I felt just really bad the entire time because I feel like the whole season has been really bad luck for him. But this was by far the worst robbing that we've seen. But um, I think it really goes to show how good of an actor he is because he got emotional and I loved it and I was sad. Okay, so for me, let's see. Keep this short because I'm always long with it. <clears throat> I agree with everything you guys said. I thought it was uh, it was great. We got to see a, a lot of uh, a lot of range with Al this time. Um, he experienced a lot of different demo- uh, yeah, a lot of different emotions. Uh, especially when he got, you know, when he was in the woods, um, we just got to see a lot of the different, uh, you know, levels to, to to Al that we've never seen before. And then you picked up on some stuff that I completely went over, <laughs> my head, which completely changed the entire way that I viewed the episode. So yeah, we definitely need to talk about it. But yeah, it was good. Um, I don't know. It, it made me made me warm up to him a little bit more. Not that I've ever had a problem with Paperboy, um, but it, it definitely, I was like, okay, all right. I feel it. I feel mm-hmm. it. So This is one of my favorite written episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from, oh, shoot. Uh, guys, I struggle with names. Two weeks ago, we had uh, oh, um, the Michael Jackson episode. Teddy Perkins? Teddy Perkins. Don't Thank do you. It. Don't. She was like, Drew was on it. She was like, please don't. I was about to. I I really appreciate the shout out, Drew. Uh, 
Teddy Perkins is obviously probably going to be the best written episode, just as far as twists and turns and surprises. But as far as deep emotional impact um, and telling stories internally, which is incredibly hard to do both for the actor and for the writer, I thought this was really great. Um, let's just get right into the first scene where we have Al sleeping on his couch in what I described and instantly in my notes as a depressive state. Uh, he's surrounded by a lot of trash. He's not getting up, literally sleeps the whole day away. We see the sun up. We see the sun go down. Um, not taking any calls. His phone is ringing off the hook. How do you guys feel first about um, the mom? I, I don't know if that was triggering for anyone else. Uh, if they have parents who were like, it's noon and you've slept the whole day away and how dare you get your ass up. Um, I was a little triggered by the mom, but what did you guys think? Um, I was a little, at first I, I didn't see, okay, so I didn't see the episode going the way it did because I thought it was going to be a light hard. Anytime a mom is involved and she's like, <laughs> black moms are hilarious. They are. I have a white mom, but I was raised part-time by my black grandmother, so it was basically like having another mom, and they just like come for you consistently, and it's just like <laughs> funny. So it was just like funny, and I was like, oh, okay, like we're going to get to see, you know, Paperboy with his family, and then that's not what happened, so. Yeah, I um, I thought every, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, this is really relatable, because my parents woke me up so annoying, like, not mm. annoying, but like, when you're sleeping, it's annoying, like, in your head, we, my dad would always sing, like, it's time to rise and shine to get this so, so it really cute. reminded me of that, and then, I kind, I don't know, it was just this, I don't know, like, exactly if this is true. I'd, you guys can confirm this. But when she, after she left, that's when Andy was depressed. It made me think. And when we saw, um, who was in the, in the Darren in the Darius in the kitchen, then I was like, okay, so she's dead. And this is the anniversary of her death. Because then it was confirmed, I think, because Ern called and was like, are you doing okay today? Mm-hmm. We also see him get a text message later that says, thinking about you, Today and we'll get into this a little bit later. But the man in the woods said a lot of black mom things where I was like, "Oh, okay, I see what's <laughs> happening here." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't even think it, like I just thought it was like a fatherly figure, but it was the same context. So you're mm-hmm. so right. Damn. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> Don't answer that. It's probably gonna be mean. Um, be nice to so, Kelly. <laughs> thank you. Like I'm, a, I'm a good dude. Um, I don't know if I would say it was triggering necessarily. The nagging part, yes. Sleeping till noon has never really been my MO, but, you know, don't you pick up around this, you know, don't you ever throw stuff, uh, throw stuff away and all that? <laughs> I was like, okay. I definitely <laughs> felt that. Um, and, yeah, like you said, it, it went in a different direction. I thought, okay, first off, I was wondering, like, why is his mom at his house? Because I was like, wait, he doesn't live with his mom. Um, so I definitely thought, oh, we're going to see his mom. It's going to be a, a whole different vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that him being in the woods was because he got high. Wrong. Um, and I thought that initially him just sleeping was just, I know people that just naturally sleep in like that, which I think is bananas. But I know people that just, you know, like I was like, oh, okay, maybe he just went out to the strip club and they went hard in the paint and he hasn't recovered yet. Mm-hmm completely on a whole different playing field than what everybody else was on. Yeah, this is definitely a different Darius than we've ever seen before. I wanted to ask the panel, and if you don't feel comfortable asking, answering, we don't have to go into it, but has anyone lost a parent on the panel? Um, I lost my grandmother about three years ago, and she was a bit, basically a parent, and mm-hmm. it, I... 
felt for this episode. I was like, this makes a lot of sense. Also a stepmom. Yeah. Yeah. My my mother lost her father in college, and so it's something that she's always been very open with me about, about, like, that feeling of losing a parent. Mm-hmm. We've never done the anniversary of her death, but his birthday is really hard, especially because I have a cousin who shares his first name and his birth date. Oh. Um, and so I guess I was wondering, like, is there something that you guys do on either the anniversary of their death or on their birthdays to celebrate or honor them? Or, or is it the same feeling as we start, sort of saw I'll go through, which is I don't want to do anything. Like, I don't kind of want to connect with the outside world on this day. I think the first year for me, because she passed away four or five years ago, I think the mm-hmm. first year for me, I was in Al's shoes. I was like, I don't want to deal with this. But my grandma and I used to... Um, <laughs> go to the movie theaters. I feel like she's a big reason I'm into the entertainment industry. Um, but we go to the movie theaters and she would like, this lady would manage to fit like whole like McDonald's meals. Yes, grandma. Bag, <laughs> oh. Like large Coke and Taking that whole Popeye's meal into where the theater. Like, <laughs> where like there's no way that like it wouldn't spill over anything. I used to think that was magic. Um, <laughs> so I do that now on her anniversary. I love that. And it, like even though I can afford concessions, I still... Well, so overpriced. Yeah. And not that good. Let's be honest. (laughs) Movie theater food sucks. How about you, Kelly? You do anything on the anniversary year? Um, Well, my stepmom, her uh, her birthday was actually on New Year's Eve. Um, So this year would be the first year that she was gone. So Mm -hmm. I did not do anything. But it was definitely... Her presence was... Or her absence was felt simply because... I'm used to calling her, you know, like, that's the thing is, like, normally, you know, you you make the New Year's Eve calls, mm-hmm. but then for her, it was always New Year's Eve and her birthday. Like, I always knew, like, I had to do that. In addition to, there's times where I'll be driving, and I usually make the majority of whatever phone calls I have to make while I'm on the road, which I'm always on the road, and... I'll think, like, oh, like, it's been, like, you know, three or four weeks, like, I need to call, because I know she's going to say something. I haven't taken the number out of my phone yet. Um, So, when it comes to anniversaries, I haven't done anything yet. And I was thinking, as you were talking about, you know, like, doing things for anniversaries, like, my mom, uh, for my grandmother on her, you know, my mom's side, she always lets me know, hey, you know, this is her anniversary, but I've never understood well, what am I supposed to do? Like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm aware, and yes, I'm sad, but I've honestly never known, like, well, what am I supposed to do? I think so, that's like, really I fair. I taking some notes. Especially in a lot in American culture, we don't have a lot of ways of honoring our dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of put you in the ground and, you know, think on it or whatever, and then it's kind of over. Um, I know, like, a lot of, uh, from different Asian, I have, like, a lot of Filipino friends, and they, like, a lot of them have altars for family members and things. Um, you've got Dia de los Muertos and other kinds of celebrations of the dead or for your ancestors and other cultures. But it's not something we have in America. And I think especially since most people will lose a parent before they go, it's strange that we don't have a way of talking about or dealing with these emotions that is a cultural norm. Um, So I think it's interesting that that's where this show started off. Uh, Moving on to to like how people try to help uh, Al through this. Yeah. I love we all love Darius. We talk about this consistently um, and today he's one of my favorite phrases which is I'm going to put my foot in it which if you live outside of black culture or are not familiar with black vernacular essentially this means like I made it great. Like yeah. I put my whole self like, into it. like put your back it. into it kind mm-hmm. of but like I'm going to put my whole foot Why in it. Why the foot? I don't know but well, I adore the I usually say because I, I have a um, 
uh, dishes I make, like b- baked beans, and I'm like, oh yeah, girl, I put my whole leg in that. I've thing. literally like, never heard. That <laughs> yeah, well, because I had to take it above a, you know, like a notch above a foot. Okay, always going extra. Over so it's like, just you know, like I put my whole thigh up in there. Like, okay, it's... that's a whole lie. <laughs> I feel like the foot is to symbolize, like, look, it's in there, it's good, it's great. Like, but then right. he actually put his foot in it. That reminds me of that some like wild. sugar mama. Penny Proud stuff when yeah. she put her toe jam in food. Yeah, make it and sell that. Take it all the way back. <laughs> you know what it reminded wow. me of? My grandma used to be like, you better get, like, you better use every bit of the trash can. Like, we're not just gonna, because she, like, Jamaicans don't like wasting things. <laughs> we don't, okay? We will use everything at least five times. But, like, she used to, like, stuff her foot in the trash can to push mm-hmm. all the trash down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I always think of when it's, like, I'm going to put my foot in it. Like, you're going to get every bit of this energy. <laughs> yes. You said it. Matter of fact, I almost remember getting yelled at if you didn't push it down first mm-hmm. and you just wanted to take it out. Why are you wasting garbage bags in my house? <laughs> yeah. We have problems. Oh, money growing on trees now. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you bringing home a check? Get out. Or as my <laughs> mom used to say, just, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. As my mom used to say, oh, so... You just eat green paper and shit and money now. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom's wild. Um, I also like Darius calls out Al's girlfriend situation. The way he sighed slash oomphed was so um, feminine in its approach. That's exactly the word I'm looking for. It's very auntie. It's just like, "Mm, I see you running around with your little friends. Okay. (laughs) Um, Based off of just that conversation, do you think that Sierra is Al's girlfriend and she like he doesn't know is it one of those situations or is Darius just kind of observing and being like bro this is the road you're heading down and you need to be careful I think relationship culture is very interesting now where it's mm, like good points it used, I don't know like I feel like you never know what relationships really are we're just are. talking yeah you <laughs> can be smashing you can be living up in a house with somebody mm-hmm. you can be share, be on the same phone plan and it's like, oh, is that your girlfriend? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. That's your girlfriend. Slow down. Slow all politics. Y'all We're spend all your holidays together. Yeah, but she's not the one. Yeah. This is weird. So I just thought it. Darius, <laughs> this is weird. Darius has a lot of auntie moments. Like, I feel like he's, like, male auntie. He, well, he's definitely in touch with both his masculine yeah, and feminine side. Well, I feel like we do auntie. that, too. Yeah. I always side-eye my friends when they're about to see someone. At least I took it as, like, he's not really into it that much, mm-hmm. but he's supportive, which is how I feel most of the time with the guys my friends bring. You know what, <laughs> Steph? <laughs> <laughs> Why you lead us for our lives, girl? That's not this kind of show, okay? <laughs> Why you put my business in the streets? Mm, this is rude. Uh, for me, <laughs> I felt... I mean, because I do the same thing. I give, you know, I give my homeboy shit, you know, depending on what their situation is. And I, and that's what I felt it was. It was like, okay, I know you don't do the girlfriend thing, but right now, bruh, you're low-key in girlfriend mode. And, and And I didn't think of her as, as his girlfriend, but I feel like she was definitely positioning herself to get, you know, get in that, uh, that, that space. Mm-hmm. So Sierra's clearly big balling because she can drive a giant SUV in this economy. How? I don't know how y'all are doing it. How are you filling the gas up on this thing? What is the insurance on it? I don't know what this sound is. God? Hello? Okay. That was strange. It happened, though. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was weird. I was like, where's the white girl? Because I was like, I don't know. Kelly, you bring up a lot of guests. Like, no, I don't know. A wild white girl appears. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Oh, my God. Uh, Maybe that was the 
spirit of Sierra coming through here doing a lot of extra business. Um, <laughs> she seemed, Sierra was extra to me. And at first, let's just talk about first impressions mm. for Sierra. Because, like, initially she pulls up in the car and I'm, like, instantly, like, mm, I don't know. If Darius isn't into them, I'm probably not into them. Let's just be real. But then she has this whole, like, moment with listening to Paperboy's song. And she got two turned for me. And I'm, like, this doesn't feel authentic. Yeah. What was your initial reactions of just her appearance and her conversations with Darius? From the get-go, I was like, oh, she's Instagram famous. Mm. And, she, like, I don't want to... I'm all for women. I don't want to group women together. But there's mm. a very particular type of woman that's mm. an Instagram girl. Yes. And she was just the epitome of it. Personality, all of that. And I was like, okay, I see you. I see what's going on here. Like, I don't... If they would have stopped with just that scene, I would have known everything I need to know about her. What? I... I... I, t- I was telling you guys during it, I didn't really, I went from, like, being, like, she's okay to then really liking her to not liking her, which we'll get into, but I knew she was kind of playing some sort of politics, but I also didn't know what the writing angle was, like, if they were trying to make it, like, oh, like, girls grill their guys, like, which right, we do right. with questions, like, we want to know stuff, like, mm-hmm. I want to know stuff. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> but Y'all so, be playing too much when you yeah, have to ask questions. We, we would never know anything if it was up to men. Just be like, yeah, you know, I'm here now. What, where were you before? Don't Ex- worry about that, boo. What? <laughs> yes, I do. I was, I was where I was. <laughs> mm, uh, no. I was not going to play. Have for me, questions. For me, um... I thought she was okay. She was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really get annoyed with her until one. She started low key kind of bagging on him about Earn, which mm-hmm. <clears throat> just because we know that Earn is 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 a little lacking in some areas managerial wise, but Earn always means well, and he really does have. Paperboy's best interest at heart. So I was kind of mad at her for planting that seed because to me that's like seed number two. Because mm. remember when he's in the studio with Clark County and Clark County's like, oh yeah, yeah, but you know, my manager, he does this, he does that. Um, so I was kind of salty with her about that. But at the same time, I did kind of appreciate the fact that she was really just trying to upgrade him. And she, no. and, and I didn't, and, and, and granted, <coughs> She was upgrading him because she had an ulterior motive, which was she was trying to bring them together brand-wise and merge everything. But there are some areas which he could stand to improve, so I wasn't mad at her for trying to improve him in those areas. But Here's why I was mad at Sierra for trying to improve him. It's not because... It's not even the fact that she was doing it just for herself. It's that it was really bad advice. The idea of, like, oh, you want you need to get free shit. It's stupid. Like, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah, that one was dumb. Well, like, look, here, and and that's all she cared about. Like, the whole time, she was like, you need to get free shit. Your manager should be able to get you to pay for this. Like, it's not hard once you're, like, semi on the internet to start getting people to ship you things for free. But, like, Ern talking about how what he really cares about is um, being real and the fact, like, even though, again, we haven't seen Ern make a lot of new music, he's still writing off of this one jam. I feel like to not appreciate him as an artist first is mad disrespectful um especially when he's saying like this is not who i am yeah facts i also feel like it kind of reflects off of like what the entertainment industry is right now and it's where Mm -hmm. we have people who are having an actual craft and then people who are just pretty and can create this like facade of a life and so like her being like oh you need free shit oh like Aaron's not doing this this and this for you Aaron is doing what he needs to do for uh 
for Al to make the best music he can mm-hmm. make. We can see him doing that in the morning, calling yeah. and being like, look, can you sign this paperwork? Which is what Al, like, Al's not an Instagram, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Al's not just, like, it's not a visual thing. Al is creating music. And so mm-hmm. it's like, I just, I think it's interesting. We had, um, we had Keith Powers in the studio yesterday, and he was talking about social media and how it plays into um, on his career. On Famous in Love. On how it plays into, like, his career and mm-hmm. how, like, his it's wild that his craft now has to have take part in like social media and like social media mm-hmm. and his craft go hand in hand and i just think it's interesting that like we can't just appreciate the art like we have to ha- we have to know what they're doing we have to see all this there has to be some type of like glitz and glam yeah i agree with that and i felt like it's relatable to probably all of us because we mm-hmm. see people literally in the industry getting hired just off followers like people who've never acted are acting just off being instagram famous or youtube famous no sign of talent and it sucks because it's like you do have to play some sort of politics like you have Mm -hmm. to post you do have to like use your name and likeness and get the word out but it's like this balance you have to pick before you're playing yourself like Earn really doesn't want to do when he was like she she screwed up for me when she was like no one wants to see someone that looks like them famous I don't think that's that can be true but I don't think that's definitely when I was like that's horrible advice <laughs> I okay so nobody wants to see an Instagram girl that looks like a girl that they could bag like that's not that's not what the Instagram game yeah. is about like it's about like almost on a unobtainable perfection mm-hmm. right so i get like in her lane like sure girl you're completely right yeah. like he should have like the latest shoes on and he should be getting the free things because that's about the best compensation you can get as an instagram person because all you offer is what you can sell yeah. right that's the that's the whole model of that business as we know it so far internet changes rapidly that could definitely change but i feel like for earn who's one way past the Instagram generation age. We're talking you know? about Al? Al, I'm sorry. Al, who's like in his mid 30s, maybe early 40s. Like, this is, he's past that. Like, yeah. unless you're a Will Smith who could just be like, look at me, I'm balling with my rich ass kids. It's just not going to work. <laughs> um, and also, like, the idea that people don't want to see people that look like them, like, that doesn't make sense because. Like the Grouch is a really great rapper who just who literally survives off the fact that he's just an average looking dude. Yeah. Most love male that. rappers right now are average. The only Look thing different Jay-Z. is their eyes. Jay Z like, just has five hundred dollar <laughs> jeans on, but you could put him in almost anything and he would still be Jay Z. You'd still be like that. Nav- cool. Unless you look like Dave East, I'm really not that pressed by you as far as rappers. Okay, like, he's like in a league of his own, but everyone else, like if you look at all of the amigos, like they all look. If you saw them on the streets, they're average. Like of course, there's the Chris Browns and stuff where you're like. What happened you, to your face? Like, why do you look like that? But <laughs> everyone mm-hmm. else looks average, and I think people like that, except when they like buy millions of dollars. Yeah, I feel like, like <laughs> I feel like Kanye's kind of a perfect example. People always talk about how they miss the old Kanye because Kanye used to be mad relatable. <laughs> Kanye used to be yeah. like dude that like everyone knew a Kanye on their block who mm-hmm. like you know had the verses like that, and you could relate to his hustle. And now that he's Kanye Kardashian and like not related like nice. his music still bangs but it's just like it's not the same you know I don't know I feel like we might be getting some old Kanye mm-hmm. back I'm hoping I about like, the death. yeah based on like those tweets style. I'm praying for it once he started talking about the death mm-hmm. of the ego I'm like Kanye what's happening come yeah, back like, to wait, me brother I'm is excited. that you like he like, literally just took acid game. and like woke up I think Kim are you. looking more in love than ever and I respect yeah, that I respect like they have three kids now and so there's a lot happening in their lives like uh, I'm so happy for Kanye I'm loving the whole Twitter thing Um, but yeah so let's talk about Sierra taking Al to uh, the shop yeah we got time Uh, so 
get, I know the girls who always have their nails done, and who are in the shops like weekly, have a lot of thoughts on the male grooming. So yes. I'm gonna let you guys just take this moment. Okay, male grooming, especially in the black community, oh my God. is so fucking important. Oh my let God. Let me tell you Wash something. your face. Washing your ass doesn't make you gay. <laughs> Not having dirt under your fingernails doesn't make you gay. It makes me want to allow you to touch me more. Okay? Ooh. I don't want no grimy Ow. ass Negroes touching me, so please. We're not trying to be Amber Rose out here clipping your no. toenails, teaching you to eat vegetables. No. Like nobody I has need the you time. To be a grown ass man. Clean your body. Take care of it. You only get one of them. It's mm. not. You're not gonna be. Oh my gosh, I could go for okay. days about it. Let me know when I can tag in. Go off, Kelly. All right. Yeah, so. you're tagging on the male grooming, and then I'll finish this. Okay. All right. Go for it. Okay. Now, on the flip side of that. There is literally no flip side. There. No, there is. There is a flip side. There, there, there is a flip side. I am all, no, 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 no. I get it. You don't want to do, you know, with back backwards residue and lemon pepper seasoning touching you. I don't want to make out with you if your face isn't washed. Okay, and that's a good one. That's a good point. Now, <laughs> on the flip side, I have always been, you know, like I was raised primarily by my mom and my grandmother. And so grooming and hygiene was always a big thing. And then even when I got with my dad, like one of the smoothest dudes I know, grooming was always a thing. You know, grooming, shaving, keeping your nails and everything trimmed. So that was always a thing. And then we had this punk-ass term, metrosexual, come out. And it pissed me off because it... <clears throat> A lot of people blurred the lines of the definition of metrosexual with homosexuality. So it was like, oh, well, Kels, you're a metrosexual because you, you, you know, occasionally you do get your nails done. And I don't get them done like, like manicure, you know what I'm saying? Like with tips and stuff, just like getting my nails yeah, clean and stuff and getting just keeping my toe game right and all of that. And what pissed me off about it was like you're you're almost accusing me of being you know homosexual or having homosexual tendencies when my primary motivation is for women. Like <laughs> I'm trying to smell good because I want you to get close. I gotta I'm make- trying to look fresh because I want you to be like, oh, okay, I see you. So when I say on the flip side, what I mean is at the same time I used to have women on my head like is is like Kels like you kind of sus. Because of how I, because I was so meticulous mm. with my grooming. So on one hand, it's like, mm, no, girl, he too pretty. I don't trust it. Mm. So it's like, what do you want? So Kelly had three points to make. One, it doesn't matter if somebody thinks you're gay. Honestly, it's not. Oh, at deal. this point, yes. But when I was growing up, when I was in middle school. Mm. It low-key meant something. Okay, so number two, you're talking about a time before we understood the difference between sexuality and gender and the difference between, like, gender politics, the idea that it's, like, oh, this is a woman thing. That's ridiculous. There's no such thing that's, like, for women or for men. We blend and cross over a lot. So it does not matter. You might think there are some things we might deem more masculine or more feminine, certainly, but the gender that you hygiene should not be one of right, them. right. But, but it still is them. though. In certain circles and certain pockets, it's they're crazy. wrong though. Is what I, we're oh, saying. Yeah, I know they're dead ass wrong, yeah. zombie dead ass wrong. But there are still pockets where it's still like you're still questioned. Like I'm still questioned on a lot of things I do, and I'm I'm like that's normal. Like I press my clothes. They're not. What's adult. wrong with that? Yeah. I wear clean shit. I get my hair cut. Like, I brush my teeth. Like, this is literally just adult behavior. It yeah. really is. This is things that no person needs to be asking you. 
for other things that are great for adult behavior are Maria Menounos because she'll get your life together. Boom, yes. get your life. Oh, so true. Want to have fun, learn, and grow in all all areas of your life? For those who do, we've got the podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and yeah. drops every Friday on iTunes. That's tomorrow, people. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Mm -hmm. I feel like Maria would really get Sierra together, particularly when it comes to the whole, like, just, okay, so we're all influencers here, right? We've all had, like, fans or people who know us from shows or whatever come up to us and be like, oh my gosh, hey, let me grab a quick selfie. Um... Asking is appropriate. Not mm-hmm. asking is some bullshit. Like, can we be real about it? Like, what what are your guys' rules for photo taking? Like, especially for something that's going to go on the gram. As far as someone taking a photo with me? Yes. So, first of all, we're still all, like, in the beginning of our career. So, I'm super thankful that if anyone ever wants to yes. take a photo with me. True. Because I'm really, I'm not shit. So, <laughs> if you want to take a photo with me, like, cool. I think you're shit. Thanks. Um... It's just about consent, you know. Just ask if I'm if I look like I'm doing something like kind of important, or if I look like visibly upset about something. Maybe that's not the best time. If I don't look good, skip it. <laughs> My makeup is not oh, yeah. good. Yeah, that's just rude. You yeah. can talk to me; it's cool. But like, if the photo might not happen, it's not because of you. It's because it's not happening have, right now. I have like a few friends who are you know much higher up in the industry and do have a lot of people stop them. And I've been out with them when mm-hmm. they've gotten stopped, and I think it's just. If you wouldn't want to be, if you wouldn't want someone coming up to you like that and like, you know, just disturbing you, or if you want to feel comfortable of like being dressed like that or whatever, maybe not do, just like, just have respect. Read I think every, the room. Yeah. Use your best judgment. Oh. I will give Sierra credit though. I think she handles, she's identified what she wants to be and mm-hmm. what she's okay with. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I respect your hustle. And she does hustle like her business mm-hmm. to a max and we do have to respect her for her like how she gets her business like I gotta be competing with white girls with um, lip fillers mm-hmm. and butt mm-hmm. injections like I got to do this and that makes sense to me cause it's really like, quickly because I want to wrap up with Sierra because we have a lot more to talk about but how do you guys feel about her asking essentially Al to be in a Instagram relationship which was like look I, we don't have to fuck. We don't have to even really be together. But I'm trying to build my brand. Let's cross Let's cross our brands. Which I think is something we're going to see a lot more of, particularly as people start identifying themselves as branded content. Um, a very typical thing to do in the industry with branded content is to cross-promote your brands. Yeah. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities or even sanity. Again, I would just say, Sierra, read the room. But what did you guys think? Um, I think it's really interesting because I've done a couple interviews with different people who have other significant others in the limelight. And one of my favorite things that was said was by Keith Powers, and he said that he dates Brian Destiny from Fox's Star. And they, um, like, if he knows that she needs to promote something, he won't go on a carpet with her because he doesn't want it to be about, he doesn't want the press to Aww. make it about that. He wants her to be able to go and do her thing and, like, it not be in the way. And I like that because I feel like, obviously, they're branded together because they're, like, a power couple, but they still get to be their own entities. And I just feel weird about, like, social media. Like, when I'm in relationships, I don't really put, like, maybe, like, every now and then, but I don't really post my significant other because I'm in the public eye and I just don't. That's something Mm -hmm. that I want for me and I don't want it 
to be like up for a critique or whatever. Is it Ducky Thaw and Trevante Rhodes just announced their relationship Kofi. maybe a month and a half? Kofi. No, it's Kofi Sabrina. That's right. Kofi. Uh, really, honestly, either of them. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Woo! Lord! Uh, but I liked the way they did it, which was kind of really classy and subtle, which is like, and yeah. we're together now. And, and that's that. photos. And occasionally you will see us like just holding hands in a photo and just don't be alarmed. We are together. Yeah, because I don't like the branding because I think, well, what if you break up? Right. Then what? <clears throat> you gotta go through. Then I release my album of ten tracks about how you weren't shit. <laughs> I feel like yeah, that's the model right profit. now. I just don't like business being in my relationship, and I feel like that's it's weird to do that. And you know, I respect that you said that because there's a lot of times um, I feel like that's an argument with certain couples, uh, not certain, but just with some couples where they're like, "Well, why don't you post more of you know stuff that we did on this?" Like I legit have two IG pages, and it's not because I'm doing dirt with my professional one. No, it's not because I'm doing dirt with my professional one versus you know with my personal one. It's just you know I have photos of family and friends and shit, and I low key like I want that private, like because mm. you know that's pr- protected so that other like I know who sees that as opposed to just having any old body just jumping on saying whatever they want reckless and getting to see all of that kind of stuff there's just so much crazy you have a a young child so i know there's a lot of concern around parents releasing images of their children and who can use those and uh you know wanting just to protect their identity because they haven't really formed their own identities yeah there's little people running around exactly now to 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 speak on sierra and paperboy it did strike me kind of odd, but given what she's trying to do, and and I felt like again, even though it may have been a little bit misguided, she was she was trying to help upgrading, and so it it it, it threw me off a little bit because I'm like, wait, first of all, why wouldn't he want to beat that down? But two, like, because she was like, we don't even have to have sex, like. She said it like she was ugly. I'm like, no, like you can. Yeah. That was weird. So, anyways, I think what she was saying was, I don't care about you enough. What I'm interested in yeah. is what it's you just, bring yeah. to me, which is like, my big problem right. here. Because, like, look, if you're out there trying to help people for genuine reasons to help them, that's great. But she was only involved in her own self interest, and that's what really pissed me off about her. Like, you're not hearing anything he's saying. You're not really listening. You're just out here trying to secure the bag. Which, you know, props to you, but you're treating like. You need to be clear with people, right? right? If you're dating somebody to date them because you're interested in them, like, that's one thing. And from what we know of Al's situation today, if this is, in fact, the anniversary of his mother's death, like, I came to kick it with you because I was hoping to get my mind off of bullshit and get some comfort, right? You're not listening. You're basically propositioning me. You're making me feel cheap, essentially, is how I feel like Al must have walked away from that situation. Like, I'm not a hoe. I feel like it's made, like, social media and stuff has made relationships very, like, transactional. Like, Mm -hmm. everything is, like, your friend, like, who you take, like, which friends you take photos with. Mm -hmm. Like, and who you tell, like, I have friends who, I have friends who, like, are, you know, doing well in the industry. And I don't really want to take pictures, like, I won't post pictures on my page with them just because, like, I'm not trying to get your fans to come follow me. Like, because right. I feel weird about that. Like, I'm your friend because I'm your friend, not because, right. exactly. like, I just don't like this, like, clout chasing vibe that we have going on here. There's an interesting dynamic to it, too, particularly as, like, because most of my friends just are industry people now, just by virtue of mostly just working in this space. So, like, we're constantly being like, just retweet this for me, girl. Like, you got, yeah. like, 60,000 followers. Like, just help me out. And it's, 
once you know people well enough and once you've established that that relationship is okay to go in that direction, yeah. I feel like it's good. Don't do it to people you just met. That's not cool. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we have to move on from Sierra, even though I feel like I could talk about this for a full hour. She brought up so many interesting things. We might come back to Sierra if there's a slow episode. I'm not going to lie. Um, but let's get to Al and his woods adventure. So Al basically says, I can walk hoe. I don't need you. I'm done. I'm not a hoe. Um he walks out in his thongs, which I'm like, you can't walk in those. They're very thin. If you step very on something, it's going straight into your foot. He does eventually put his shoes on. Power to you. Uh, and then he runs into these kids who are saying that there's no zero gravity scenes in Star Wars, which would have been true until uh, episode eight, where we had the ship blow up and then they're twirling around in zero gravity for a minute. Um but at first I was like, black nerds, I'm so excited. Like, this is my lane, and this is totally Donald Glover's thing. Uh, and then they pulled guns, and I feel like when I said this was the worst robbery, it's definitely not as violent as our season one, which, oh crap, I forgot to write down. I am so sorry to the fan who sent this. I will try to shout you out on Twitter. Um, someone sent me a message that was like, oh, no, it was Tora. Tora She, who is amazing, sent me a message, and she was like, hey, do you think that in the first episode of season two, that that is just Grand Theft Auto? And I was like, girl, it is. The game glitches. We talked, uh, Darius last week talks about life just being a simulation. When the girl comes out of the back of the car, she confirms, she was like, well, that's a glitch, right? Like from the game. Um, it's that same pull-up style as how you do it in the game, the types of guns in the game. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I wonder how many other simulations we've got um mm-hmm. certainly Darius's journey could have been a simulation certainly even Al's contacts in the woods could be like a simulation or video game they felt very scripted in that same way so when I have to go back and watch thanks Tora really appreciate that bit um when the guns come out for Al's robbery this week especially again we're dealing with topics of death facing his own mortality what comes across your mind particularly as a fan switch from being fans to like, oh, you're out here alone? Just keeping it real? This reminded me of when keeping it real goes wrong, but in a much mm. less comedic way. I feel like it speaks very, I mean, it's a very literal take on it, but I feel like it speaks really true to how fans take on, like, mm-hmm. celebrities. Like, mm-hmm. one second they're team you, but the second you're vulnerable, they're it's so like, quick oh. to, like, switch up on you. Sure, we've seen it with Cardi B a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay, so... You looking to me like no go ready okay <laughs> um, well I thought it, it, it there was a lot of uh, subtle little things in there uh, one of which being you know the whole time they're getting the Manny Petty he kept saying like I don't believe in that fake shit you know like I you know she was like okay keeping you trying to be real is dumb um, and it's it's not benefiting you and then we see him walking and then they're like oh so where's your car oh okay you. You keep you walking, huh? So you keeping it real. And I was like, at that moment when he said that, I'm like, shit. Mm-hmm. Like I knew at that moment, I'm like, mm-hmm. they about to rob his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, to me, that was exactly what you said when keeping it real goes wrong. Because um, yeah, you low key should have called an Uber or had you know whoever sent you that text come pick you up. Mm-hmm. You should not have been walking, especially blinged out like that. Yeah, I mean, it was probably not. I like the way we got the close-ups of, like, grabbing his chain. Mm. And it reminded me a lot of, like, people bite, like, a lot of new artist styles, which, again, it's just common. Once you become popular, people like what you're doing. They want to emulate you. Imitation is the best form of flattery. But at the same time, like, I honestly feel like Al is dealing a lot with his identity and who am I in this episode. Again, not 
so much in his dialogue, but a lot in his actions of trying to figure out, like, who, how do I want to represent myself? And who can I trust and who can I talk to? Because even the person who sent the message, we don't know who it was. It's an unknown, which to me says this is someone he's either grown apart from or someone who was never important enough to put in his phone, but someone who was still taking the time to think about him during that day. And he's still, like has such an odd relationship with his fans. We've seen Mm -hmm. people, like, coming up to him and just rapping his lyrics in awkward ways in the strip club. Um, And now we've seen him be robbed by his fans. It's kind of... It's a huge statement on on fame, I think, and what it does to the human soul. Because he he does... After that, like, there's not a moment where he feels truly safe again. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he breaks... Black horror code number one and run straight into the woods. I was like, if this were a horror movie, we'd all be like, nah, that does not happen. Even though the fear is real. Like, black people get scared. We run. It's a thing. Um, We run fast. Yeah, but running Mm -hmm. into the woods, I was like, I had such mixed feelings. It's like getting back to nature. It's like getting back to um, oneness. But it was also, like, horrifying, especially that long shot just over the trees. What did you guys think, first of all, about... I guess his journey through the woods. It, it, what and what does the old man represent to you? Um, I feel like the old man because maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like they've referenced his dad before not being there at all. Yeah, and so I feel like it was kind of like in his mind what he created his dad to be because I feel like we saw a lot of like not hallucinations, but yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like his mom obviously wasn't there in the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is just another thing in his mind where like. He's just kind of going back and forth with himself. But I thought it was really interesting because there were so many... The reason, like, I do think he was raised by a single mom because there were so many pieces of his mom in... His name was Old Wally. Yeah. Like, even, like, his like he was humming, like, the Golden Girls theme song. And mm-hmm. he kept making, like, different little sayings that were kind of, like, very, like, black mom. Mm-hmm. Keep saying it's still and you're gone. Yeah. Was one. And so I feel like he doesn't have, like, he doesn't have a father, so he doesn't really know what that person was like, so he's trying to, in his mind, somehow create who this person is, but because he's had his mom be such a strong presence, a lot of her is... Bleeds being, into mm-hmm. that. Bleeds into that, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stephanie, it's your turn. Please, ladies first. What do I think about that scene? Uh, I just thought the whole episode was bringing us to that scene. I thought that the ju- him getting jumped was the climax, and then it just mm-hmm. kept getting more yeah like this it was like i felt like this was the longest episode to me ever and it was told a full story and then it brought us full circle where i feel like the moralist to still keep it real even though he just went through all of that mm-hmm. but that that's what reality is like reality is not necessarily gentle and loving and kind all the time it's not instagram beautiful and perfect but it gets you much further having like lived in a real existence and i i attribute this guy i called him the scarecrow during uh when we were watching he's like oh you're looking for them boys they went that way no they went that way which is a direct pull from the wizard of oz scarecrow Mm -hmm. represents your brain um which is again why i think a lot of this was either like a hallucinogen or something that was just happening running through his mind as he's trying to get out of the woods. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever been lost in the woods before, but your mind will start playing tricks on you. Yeah, it was like almost like when he stopped running from them, he found mm-hmm. solace mm-hmm. and then was able to, like, take a photo with his blood in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, when he went in the woods, I kind of knew, like, okay, he's going to come to terms with a lot of demons that he might be facing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one of this one, one of the, the biggest demons this episode was, who are you? 
And, you know, what do you really want? Either because I feel like you almost some would say you can't have it both ways. You can't keep it real and want to be famous. It's not going to work. You're going to have to give up some of that realness if you want that fame, if you want that money. And that was something that I felt like he struggled with. And one of the many things that we see him, you know, I guess kind of come to terms with once he is in one of the most, what I think is the most vulnerable positions in that, you know, 7-Eleven or convenience store, whatever it was, when that guy comes up, like that guy comes up and he didn't even acknowledge the fact that he was dirty and he looked, he just looked screwed up. Um, and, and it's funny because we we see in a couple other episodes, we're like, damn, mm-hmm. what's up with your hair? Like, you don't even look famous. Mm-hmm. And to this guy, you know, just being a, a, a fan, a regular fan and just wanted to, you know. And before he even asked for a picture, he said, hey, you want, you want to take a picture? Well, what he asked is he says, are you paperboy? And it's really interesting right. because this whole time, obviously, throughout at the very least season two and maybe even a little bit of the end of season one we've seen him kind of shrug that off he's mm-hmm. like oh i just have this one hit like oh you know right. i'm just like regular like don't look at me and you're right kelly like to some degree like if you want to have that kind of stature you have to make certain sacrifices in yep. your personal life um and i and i think he was making a decision when he was like yeah i'm paper boy like I I, i'm gonna most, step into that like role honestly. yeah it was the most positive we've seen him i think this entire mm-hmm. season like you felt something come across him that was different mm-hmm. i don't see i don't think it was positive or that he was coming to terms with it i think he was just like it was just finally the straw that broke the camel's back i feel like it finally was just like this is life now i guess i just gotta it, it felt very like forced forced to me i didn't feel like it was That's interesting like him being like, you know what, this is my life, I'm going to deal with it The now. reason I I don't see it that way is we see him take so many photos. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and he, he offered and he, to he do offered it. He offered to take more photos. Because yeah. he knew, but I feel like it's because he knew that it was going to be asked. I think there are things that we have to do in the entertainment industry that mm-hmm. we don't necessarily like to do, but you have to go, like, you just have to go into him like, damn, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. It may not you know? be a joyful choice. I agree with you on that front, but I do think it was a choice to say, okay, like, this is still the life that I want. Like, I'm still, this is a part of, because the thing could be like, no, I'm not Paperboy, and he could walk away, but he mm-hmm. chose to step into that identity and be like, maybe it's not the greatest thing ever, but I am Paperboy. Like, that is who I am. And and also, going back to the line in the woods, which was uh, something keep standing still and you're gone and if you're dead essentially i'm gonna rob you i'm gonna take everything that you have Mm -hmm. because that's what death does it takes everything from you um you told him to make a decision right and then that's all that's all i think was happening there like it may not be the greatest decision um but especially as we look ahead at next week and our new edition robes is really put out uh our new edition silky sleep gear um I, I feel like they're going to be stepping more into Al's music career, which is something mm-hmm. we've all been asking for. Let's get another like song from Al. Uh, let's see Ern step up and do some more managing and maybe branch out a little bit more. And on that, though, let's note, let's get into some predictions for next week. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Yes. Okay, so, as always, this show is really hard to do predictions for because we never know what's coming next. So I will ask what I always ask, which is, what would you like to see happen next week? I want, for once, I mean, obviously we see them running, so I'm not, like, <laughs> completely going to expect this to happen. I just, I want to see them get to enjoy this. 
like enjoy the come up. Look, you can be running in fear and laughing afterwards yeah, exactly. if you've ever gotten into like, I just some near s- trouble. Yeah, I just it's been so heavy these last couple of episodes. Yes. I just want to see some black boy joy. That's all I have. Steph. BBJ. I want to see, I'm kind of off that, step out of their comfort zones more. Like, Earn needs to do that as a manager. I'll need to do that as a musician. And then, yeah, start being more positive about the come up. Because, yeah, it's dirty, but it's fun. And mm-hmm. it's funny that you're dealing with some BS all the time. Totally. So, what I've just realized is that I need to go first. Because by the time y'all get to me, y'all already said it all. We'll start with you next week, Kelly. (laughs) So basically, I agree. Uh, I want to see Al enjoy the glow up. I want to see him enjoy this process as he, you know, hopefully ascends into, you know, a larger celebrity. Um, I just want to see him have fun with it. And that's what I think we're going to get is them just having fun, enjoying themselves, and him being more open to doing shit that he normally would not do. Totes, totes. Uh, shout out to Stefani Robinson, who wrote this episode. This is only her second television credit, and I think you killed the game. Um, <laughs> totally. Uh, catch uh, uh, Donald Glover on SNL May 5th. Yes. yes, where he will be both performing and doing the acting in the scenes. I'm super excited. Little tip on some news and gossip. Thank you to the fans who've been tweeting us with your theories and fans and fun stuff. We love you guys. Uh, until next week, Kelly, where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter, Chaos J, Instagram, Chaos underscore Oceans 31, Oceans Y, because your boy's so wavy. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at Steph Sabra. <coughs> and I'm dying. Um, and I'm Drew Jones. You can follow me on all the things at OK Drew J. While you're at it, guys, like this video right now. If you're listening to the iTunes podcast, leave us a comment. Give us five stars because we five star people. Yes, I like that. Definitely. I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique every week at BlackGirlNerds.com. And on a whole slew of shows coming up, check my Twitter. You'll see it. Until next week, guys, this has been Atlanta, and we'll see you guys soon. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 